But we have gathered this evening to do what we would normally do tomorrow, and that is to remember the death of our Lord Jesus Christ and give thanks for what he accomplished on our behalf. Now we're having our Good Friday service on Thursday evening. Now thus far we have remembered the death of our Lord Jesus by singing in our hearts, by praying, by reading the scriptures. But the focus of our gathering tonight is to remember his death by partaking of the Lord's Supper. To lead us into the Supper, I'm going to bring a short message from God's Word. And when I say a short message, I'm telling the truth, okay? I expect I'll speak for less than 20 minutes. I'm going to take for our text a verse from the fifth chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans. So please, if you would turn there, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, I'm going to focus on verse 8, but I'd like to read from verse 1 down to verse 11. Please uh, follow along in your Bible as I read aloud. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, But we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Amen. How do you know someone loves you? I think that's a very important question. How do you know someone loves you? There are a number of ways you know this. Uh, The most obvious is that a person tells you they love you. They say it to you or put it in a text, or in a WhatsApp message, or they might even write a note with an actual pen and paper. I believe some people still uh, communicate that way. But I hope this is something you do regularly. You tell those dear to you that you love them. Now sadly, it's true that people can say this without really meaning it. Uh, They can be far too casual in their use of the word love. And as a consequence, we can have our doubts when they say this to us. Or we might have other reasons why we doubt their sincerity. Uh, We hear them say, I love you. We receive the message on our phone with the heart emoji at the end and we think to ourselves, really? Do you really love me? Or are you just saying that? 
You know as well as I do that it takes more than words for us to have a deep assurance that someone loves us. It requires a demonstration. If they love us as they say they do, they will behave a certain way towards us. Uh, They will do things for us. They will keep their promises. They will give of themselves. They will sacrifice for us. Perhaps as I speak, you're thinking of someone who loves you and what they've done to demonstrate that even today. Uh, They were patient with you. Uh, They listened while you unburdened yourself to them. They did something kind for you, something unexpected. Or they they did something quite ordinary. They uh, cooked the dinner, or hung the washing on the line, or bathed a child, or gave you a lift somewhere. It was nothing special, but it manifested their love for you. In verse 8, the Apostle Paul describes one of the ways by which we know that God loves us. Uh, This is probably the most significant way. In our King James translation, we have this word commendeth, but God commendeth his love. The word means to exhibit, to display, to demonstrate. God not only speaks of his love, he demonstrates it. He has behaved in a certain way towards us. He has done something for us. His are not empty words. We might have doubts about that person who sends us the text message with the heart emoji. (laughs) Do they really mean it? There is no reason to doubt the Lord. He has displayed his love for us. And the point that the Apostle wants to get across in verse 8 is that he did so while we were sinners. From a human point of view, it's natural to love someone who is righteous someone who is upstanding and moral in their manner of life. It's natural to love someone who we think of as being a good person, someone who is honest and thoughtful and kind. It's natural to, to love someone like this who loves us. We might even sacrifice something for such a person as an expression of our love. This is what Paul talks about in verse 7. He says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. It's rare, but it's not unheard of that a man or a woman will give their life to protect someone they consider to be a good person. I'm sure we've all heard of people who have performed great acts of heroism where they sacrifice themselves to save the lives of their colleagues or their family. That's something we can understand. And perhaps something we might even be prepared to do. Uh, If you're married, I assume you hold your spouse in high esteem, You, you think they're a good person, and you would happily give up your life to save theirs. But with God, it's a bit different. He loves those who are unrighteous. He loves those who aren't good people from his point of view. He loves those who don't love him. He loves sinners. And we hear that so often that sometimes we miss the significance of it. Imagine loving someone 
you are justified in thinking is a bad person. And they really are. <laughs> they treat you with disrespect. They do things that offend you, sometimes without realising it, but sometimes deliberately. And not only that, they also mistreat and hurt other people that you love. When you show them kindness, they abuse it, they don't care. They take the good that you do to them and pervert it and use it for evil. Imagine loving a person like that. That's what God does. When we're told that God loves sinners, that's what it means. He loves bad people, rebellious people, proud people, immoral people. He loves people that completely disregard him. People that do things that are totally offensive to him. God loved us when that was us. <laughs> God loved us while we were happily persisting in our rebellion. He loved us for all that time when we didn't care about him. He loved us while we were enjoying doing things that offend him. Look at the text. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. And he didn't just say he loved us. He demonstrated it. He displayed his love for us while we were willfully estranged from him. And that's what we've gathered this evening to remember. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the demonstration. The blood-soaked death of his son Jesus Christ on a cross outside the walls of Jerusalem. How do you know God loves you? Jesus died for you. That's how. Now God's love is displayed in the death of Jesus in many ways. For now I'm going to mention just three and I'm going to be very brief. Number one, we see God's love for us in what he planned. God sent his son into the world and that is testament to his love. That's the great truth in John chapter 3, verse 16. God sent his Son into the world to go to the cross so that the world might be saved. That's John chapter 3, verse 17. This is a whole sermon by itself, but the cross points us back to a time before time, before creation. It points us back into eternity, and there we see God's love for us. We see his intent to save those he knew would fall into sin and ruin themselves. Those who would make themselves the objects of his judgment and wrath. God determined to do something about that. He determined to be gracious and merciful and his plan centred upon the sending of his son into the world to take on flesh, to live and die and rise again. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, and here it is, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. 
but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. We see God's love for us in what he planned. And then number two, we see God's love for us in what he provided. God provided a lamb. A perfect sacrifice to take away our sins. To carry away our guilt forever. The cross was the altar upon which that sacrifice was offered. The Apostle John expressed it this way, Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. He sent his Son to be the sacrifice that absorbed and satisfied the judgment of God against us for breaking his law. God could have left us to our own devices. He could have left us to experience what we have earned on account of our rebellion, but he didn't. He loved us and sent his son to bear our sins, to suffer and die in our place. 1 Peter 2, verse 24, speaking of Jesus, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed, And then in chapter 3, verse 18, the Apostle says this, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. We see God's love for us in what he planned, in what he provided. And then number three, we see God's love for us in the person of his Son. God's love is magnificently displayed in the heart of Jesus all through his earthly ministry and especially as he went to the cross. We see it in his humility, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. We see it in his willingness to do his Father's will, to suffer for us, to drink down that bitter cup, to go all the way from Galilee to Gethsemane to Golgotha. Jesus chose to be the sacrifice. He chose to die on behalf of sinners. He chose to be wounded for our transgressions, to be bruised for our iniquities. He loved us, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, and gave himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. In verse 5 of Romans chapter 5, the Apostle Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit has poured God's love into our hearts. That is, into the hearts of those who believe. Those who are trusting in Jesus as their one and only Saviour from sin and death. I hope that's you. It's one of my favourite verses in the Bible. It's, It's such a beautiful picture. Water is being poured out into a cup or a jar, filling it up to the brim. The water of God's love is poured into our thirsty souls 
by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us see and understand God's love. He helps us experience God's love. May I even say that he helps us feel God's love. We need that. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes we get very discouraged by the circumstances and sometimes by our own sinfulness. I'll be honest with you, I've, I've struggled with the return of the COVID restrictions. I thought we were past all of that and yet here we are again, wearing masks, not being able to sing, our plans disrupted. Maybe you're feeling the same way. Maybe you're disheartened and anxious about something in your life. We need to be assured once again that God loves us. The knowledge and experience of his love secures us. It lifts us, it gives us hope. When we know that he loves us, we know that everything is going to be okay, whatever happens. The Spirit pours God's love into our hearts and whatever he does, he does by the word of God. My prayer is that he will do that for us this evening. Fill us afresh with a sense of God's love as we see in his word his beloved son bleeding and dying upon a cross for us. Amen.